good, the, good, the bad, the bad, and, and the ugly. The ugly. With Terence Pillay. What you got for us today? Well, I think the question we're asking is, could the mayor who wanted to clean up corruption in the city actually be corrupt herself? Former mayor. Former mayor. So when Zandile Gumede first became mayor of Etiquini, mm. uh, you would remember I did the first interview with her in yeah. her first week in office. It was office. quite inspiring. Yeah. In this interview, she promised clean up the municipality, uh, which had gained quite, gained quite a muddy reputation mm. and made very firm commitments to stamp out corruption in all its forms. So I was quite pleased at her stand at the time. Mm. But I did think... Could it be grandstanding by someone new, mm. right? Um, everyone is this new broom they want to sweep clean. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, in May this year, Gumeri was arrested and granted bail of 50,000 rand after she appeared in the Durban Commercial Crimes Court. She faced a number of charges from corruption to fraud and even racketeering. Mm. And the axe fell on her after she was accused of allegedly awarding an illegal tender to Durban Solid Waste. The sanitation company was paid in excess of 25 million rand to provide 800 chemical toilets to the city. Mm. Now, uh, the city was shocked. The opposition parties paid for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, she, you know, they wanted her to be fired immediately. But there was also a lot of false information that emerged from this. Yeah. So this week, I sat down with political commentator and activist Imran Bakis, yeah. who unpacks the whole saga for us. Imran Bakas, I want to dive right in here. What exactly were the charges against our mayor, Zandile Gomedi? Well, if uh, one looks at the media over the last few months, there's been uh, a great deal of talk about corruption and the mayor's involvement in corruption. Uh, And the charges, unsurprisingly, were were about corruption. Uh, Dealing particularly with the waste contract, where a really large sum was given as uh, a tender or a contract, uh, and the mayor was seen to be implicated uh, in this contract and therefore the charge of corruption. And, and how long was this in, in, in the making? I mean, do you know what the backstory was to this, these charges? It's been going on for well over a year, and there's been a lot of speculation about the mayor's involvement in corruption. I think fundamentally, Terence, we need to come back to the idea that this is the largest region in South Africa. It's a really powerful region. It's almost also, in a sense, a battle for the soul of the ANC in Itigwini. Mm-hmm. And what drives the power dynamic in Itigwini Uh, It's largely about who controls the public purse, because in a region as big as ours, as big as Itegrini, the public purse is large, and it's about patronage, and it's about controlling the money. So I think Zandi Legumede was uh, allegedly involved in that, and forces outside of her cabal and her faction Mm. would certainly have wanted her out, and the charges of corruption played directly into that narrative and to that uh, agenda. Yeah, and and these were they they weren't just charges. I mean, um, she was also arrested. Um, who led the charge and subsequent arrest? Do you know? Well, I think uh, you know it emerged from the city. The investigating officers from the Hawks were made aware of it, and I think there's been uh, a significant investigation. There's speculation that uh, the current minister of uh, Police, Behi Trele, may have informed uh, some of the charges, which I think there's absolutely no evidence for that. 
But what we do know that he said that these were priority cases and these were cases that needed to be focused on. One of the narratives being driven in the city is that because he comes from a faction other than that of Zandile Kumede, he may have been instrumental in driving these charges. But I don't think there's any evidence for that. What we do know is that this was a priority case and was in that sense given priority and taken forward as a, a case that's really important for the city. Uh, Imran, in this particular case, you know, was there an investigation? What was that process like? Yeah, I think it's been an ongoing investigation. I think it's not over. Former Mayor Zandile Kumede is set to appear in court uh, in January. My sense is the process leading up to that will be a murky one. We also have to remember that there is the possibility that she can re-emerge at the regional conference as a leader, despite the charges, and uh, she still holds incredible sway in the province. She has huge gravitas. Over 60 councillors were involved or implicated in the case with her. And I think the politics of patronage will inform how support around her coalesces. So we shouldn't think that this is indeed the end of uh, former Mayor Zanti Lekumede. There is a chance that she could re-emerge at the regional conference that's at this point set for December. It emerged that she was actually redeployed and the charges against her set aside. Uh, what is your opinion of this? Is that true, firstly? No, I don't think the charges against her are set aside. Uh, I, I think the legal process will continue. I know she's set to appear in court in January uh, again. Uh, the redeployment is not surprising. So I think while some people may say, well, if this is an incompetent leader who hasn't been delivering, why would you redeploy her? It's a strategic uh, move by the ANC. It becomes, despite the incompetence or alleged incompetence, it becomes important to accommodate her if you want to foster a cohesive ANC. Hmm. Um, yeah, so news broke this weekend uh, that um, both the mayors have uh, have stepped down. Uh, interesting mm. that uh, the ruling party didn't address any of the corruption charges, but they were you know put on leave because of maladministration or whatever, something innocuous like that. So what did um, M- political analyst Imran Bakas have to say about what's going to happen come, uh, come January? Well, there is going to be a uh, conference in December, firstly. Mm-hmm. It would depend on what happens at that conference yeah. uh, before... She actually goes to court in, in, in January. But coming up, he tells us a bit more about The good, the, good, the bad, the bad, and, and the ugly. The ugly. With Terence Pillay. I'm very glad you were able to corner Imran Bakas, one of our really, really top political analysts. So we know yes. that we're trying to go through an anti-corruption drive here in South Africa and that yes. corruption is just killing us. And um, uh, the fact that the, both both mayors from Msunduzi and Etiquini have stepped down in the entire yes. ex-exco, ex, which is a little bit depressing to me because we yeah. just had a meeting with Councillor Fawzia Pier by Plastic Roads. But yeah. anyway, we move on. Plan B. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, uh, you know. So what's the plan going forward with uh, with uh, Councillor Zandile Gomede? Is there going to be repercussions in January? Or yeah. December? Well, take a listen to this because I think there's been a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of different stories. So I sit down with um, Imran Bal. And, and he then unpacks this issue for us. Take Do you think that the ANC was merely being seen to be doing the right thing here instead of actually doing the right thing? Well, I must add that, you know, this is the oldest liberation movement on the continent. It has a really sophisticated policy and procedural paradigm, despite what many people might think. And if one looked at the PUC statement leading up to 
to uh, former Mayor Kumete being uh, relieved of her duties, you'd see that it was a very well-written statement. Mm. It was a statement that took into account a whole range of dynamics in the city. But it was also, in a way, and I use the term in inverted commas, misleading because it gave us the sense that the city was purely, or the leadership of the city was purely committed to good governance. But this has, in a way, a backstory, and that backstory is about who now gains control of the city, who now gains control of a massive public purse in the largest region in South Africa. So, you know, it was seen to be doing what it's meant to do, but it's also informed by a range of really complex, uh, complicated uh, agendas about political leadership. A lot of people feel that the redeployment is actually just sweeping everything under the carpet, hoping that it would go away. What should have been the outcome in all of this? I don't think it's really being swept under the carpet. I think the court process is going to continue in January. I think Formula holds significant uh, sway. And I think that the reason the ANC has to redeploy her, it wants to foster unity. I don't think it wants a situation where people are dismissed and people go back to ground uh, and start remobilizing and further fracture the ANC. Can we as a city trust this process, though? Well... You know, it, it's a murky process. I think as citizens in Itekwini, we want to see good government. And I think we'd like to believe that the ANC will do what is right. But I think we also know that in wanting to foster good government, we will have to contend and make do with the fact that there's a huge power struggle happening in the city. And process going forward is largely also about the politics of patronage. You know, in South Africa, it's a very popular opinion and uh, there's a lot of evidence to obviously support it, that holding political office is merely a fast track to wealth. What is your opinion of this? Well, that's true. In developing societies like ours, young people aspire to civil service. And why would they aspire to civil service? Because it's the quickest facilitator of social mobility. If one wants to become wealthy and drive the BMW and have the fancy home and car, politics is the quickest facilitator of that. It's not like many years ago when many of us considered political activism. It really was about, you know, committing to a struggle. Mm. Today, it's a different era. It's also about self-enrichment. It's also about social mobility. So it is true that in post-colonial societies, politics is a facilitator of wealth creation and social mobility, unfortunately. What is your prediction for January when this goes to to court? Well, I think there are two factors here. Terence is what happens firstly in December at the regional conference with uh, Zandile Kumede, you know, open to kind of contesting and re-emerging as a powerful person in the region. My sense, and I could be wrong, is that the ANC could play for time and perhaps get that uh, conference postponed. And if Mayor Gomede is convicted uh, in the process in January, then that would be the end of her in terms of any kind of leadership. Uh, in the ANC or any kind of role that she would have to play. Well, we shall certainly keep our fingers on the pulse of of the story and uh, we'll catch up again with you in January. Thank you so much, Terry. Very interesting Hmm. position we're in. Obviously, most people say, well, you're in government now. We want you to do the right thing. Here's the mandate. But they are very powerful, very rich people with a lot of influence who are not in the government that need to be appeased. Friendships which need to be kept. So it's a tough job for anyone who's got that one. And uh, Mr. Uh, Councillor Kawunda is now there. Uh, Hopefully you'll be watching that one as well.
Keep an eye on that one, investigative journalist extraordinaire Terence Pillay. Yes, I invite you to come chat to me, counsellor. <laughs> Open invite, I love your work. If you want to um, uh, get, in, uh, get in touch with uh, Terence, one of the best places is his Twitter. It's at Terence Pillay1 on Twitter. Thank you, Terence. Thanks, Darren. South Africa's number one breakfast show. According to the Liberty Radio Awards. 2020. East Coast Breakfast.